Welcome to Thoughts to Ponder again this morning. I am really happy to have Valerie Riley. Rayleigh. Rayleigh. <laughs> okay, Dottie. Rayleigh. <laughs> uh, with me again this morning. As you remember, uh, a while ago she was here discussing uh, her the abortion that she had and how the Lord really addressed it and brought her to himself. And... Uh, but you know, what she didn't tell you was how she became to become a pro-lifer because she was a real uh, anti abortion, you know, she wanted abortion up until this point. So can Valerie, can you take us on, honey, just try to share about the issues with how did you become sure. pro-life? Sure. Thank you, Dottie. So, um, so after I had gotten saved... In May of 2004, I, I knew that I had become um, born again. I, I was saved as a little girl, but this was different. I was an adult. And... Can, can, I, can I just stop there a minute? Because sure. a lot of people are, are caught up in that. Mm -hmm. You know, they, their parents were Christian. And, uh, you know, they sang the little song, Jesus Loves Me. And they say, don't you want to ask Jesus into your heart? And little child doesn't even know that they're really a sinner. Right? right. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... You know, and then often we put a label on them and said, well, they're born again. Mm -hmm. And then, but their life doesn't really go on to show it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what you're saying, if I'm hearing you saying mm -hmm. is, Dottie, I really had to have an adult conversion. Yes. I had to be responsible for my sin as a human being, why mm -hmm. Christ really died for me. Yes. Can you just mm -hmm. sort of address that a little bit? Absolutely. So, yeah, so I was brought up my my father was an atheist my mom became born again and started taking us to church um faith church of worcester it was non-denominational um and then you know i would go to the branch um here in harleysville for youth group and things of that nature so i was brought up at a very young age with yeah. the church mm -hmm. um sundays were great loved jesus on sunday but as soon as we got home, oh, yeah. sexual abuse, um, my mom, you know, her walk with the Lord is her own journey. But things were just very different Monday through Saturday mm -hmm. than on Sundays. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, even though I, you know, was baptized um, like around 10 years old, maybe, and had asked Jesus into my heart as a young girl and grew up in the church, I really never um, had that accountability and that um, relationship. Yeah, and relationship uh, yeah. wasn't, honey. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, um, I, I and I also, just the way I was brought up, um, didn't understand obedience. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, uh, you know, uh, like I wasn't, you know, never really did drugs. Again, I was a do-gooder, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, so, I know what a good do-gooder is. Yeah. <laughs> I know that one. So, yeah. So compared to other people, I was a pretty, pretty good. I yeah, was. Absolutely. I was a good kid. God yeah. had to accept me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, so yeah. So after I had gotten saved, I still had um, worldly thoughts, um, mainly because I wasn't in a church. I mean, I was going to Catholic mass, which fortunately God knew where I was, and he yes, knew, he and the, the church I was going to, which was St. Jude in Chalfont, 
they ministered. I mean, if you're looking for Jesus, he's going to meet you. He's going to meet you in your kitchen. He's going to meet you in a Catholic church. He's going to meet you in a temple. That's right. He's uh, right. If you seek me with all your heart, I will be found. And the thing that's catch to it all, though, is to me, it's amazing. He's the one that draws you all the time. You think you're seeking, but he's saying, come, 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 come this way, you know? And you're going down this road and that road and this bumper pad and everything else hits you all over the place. But he just keeps you directing him right to Jesus, doesn't he? The Holy Spirit's work. Yeah, absolutely. And just with the scripture where it says, draw near to me and I will draw nearer to you. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it was just this pivot. It was just Mm -hmm. this turn. I knew nothing about... Jesus. I mean, I did, but I mean, when I got saved, it was just this turn. It was, and then he did all the work. He yeah. did all the pulling, yes. you know, like a magnet, you know, he just drew mm-hmm. nearer to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So of course, you know, being now a new ambassador, <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, um, Christ really wanted to make sure that my, uh, thinking was, within his law and mm-hmm. not, you know, the mm-hmm. law that I was still under, whether it was the law of my husband or the law of the land. Yeah. And um, so I was still pro-choice. Can we just stop there a minute? Sure. I'm just curious. Um, you know, you said your father was an atheist. What was it like being raised in a home, though, honey, with a father, an atheist, and a mother, a believer? Was he... I just don't understand that, I guess. Um, so, basically, uh, my mom pretty much undermined my father. My father, um, his Sundays, he worked, you know, Monday through Saturday most of the time. Uh, he was a truck driver for Rotelli's. Um, and Sundays were really, mu- really pretty much his only days off, so... He- he wanted family time and she wanted to go to church. And I really saw, uh, early on division, you know, um, that my mom, you know, going to church was the right thing to do. My dad, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a daddy's girl. So my dad wanting to take me, you know, so it was very much, you're either going to choose, you know, church or you're going to choose your family. There wasn't, it didn't blend. It, it, it was one or the other. Oh boy. And, uh, boy, that's hard. Yeah. And, uh, I, I loved Jesus, but, um, I, I wanted to be a part of my, I wanted to be a part of a family. Of course um, you did. Yeah. and it's funny because of the abuse coming from a family member, I didn't really want to be a part of my family. Yeah. I, I, I wanted my own family, mm-hmm. obviously, um, you know, being married and having children and, um, but I kind of always latched on to really strong families. Even as a young girl, my friends came from really good homes mm-hmm. and I kind of just latched on to them, had yeah. sleepovers and just was like that friend that never went away, unfortunately. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. That's good though. Say, so, yeah. daddy, you're a friend. <laughs> I'm a friend. Hallelujah. I love your friendship, honey. Yeah. Well, that, that's, I was just curious because what effect, I mean, your father being an atheist, did he have an effect on you saying, this is all just 
Valerie, why do you bother even believing why you're going to church? Did he have any effect on you as a father? He did. I mean, and, and, um, I, my dad, again, I think it was more, he, my dad is a good person. You know, he was a do-gooder. He worked really hard, you know, um, stayed out of trouble. And so it was more like, you know, if you're within the law, you're good. You're good. Okay. You know, um, did he go to church at all when he was little? Did he hear anything about Jesus? He did. Um, he was raised in a in a family that uh, they went to a Catholic church, uh-huh. and you know, in the fifties and sixties, it was uh, a, a sin to divorce, even if you're in a, a bad home life. And uh-huh. so, I think he blames church. Oh, okay. Um, you know, he blames the church for some of the th- some of the hurt he has. Yeah. Now, you he, know. He, your parents did divorce when you were. They did divorce when I was about thirteen, fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. Was that when he started not going to church anymore? Do you think? No, he really didn't go to church at all with us. Okay. Um, he just. Did th- I don't believe he's a real atheist myself. Uh, yeah, he believes something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He I think, something. like I said, I mean, his biggest joke is, "I'm an atheist." Thank God. I think that um, he's just angry, yeah. you know. And again, um, getting back to just what what the world says and what um, God says, you know, the world will tell you um, you are justified in your anger. You have every right to be angry. And mm-hmm. there are things in life that happens, uh, sexual abuse, yes. physical abuse, whatever, yeah. just abuse in general. Mm-hmm. There's things in our lives that, yes, you're validated. Anger is the appropriate feeling. Anger is the appropriate response. It's how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to respond to it? And eventually you have to let it go. Mm -hmm. I mean, even on a worldly view, they tell you to let it go. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a whole song about it. A Disney song about it, right? right, And that's not even, you know, centered in Christ. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, so again, like, especially, you know, making this decision about abortion Mm -hmm. and being validated, I still had to answer to that you know and um and so when I became born again I was still thinking that you know well thank god I had that abortion because I did get my life in order and you know there's just a correction God wants to do in us and he wants us within what he you know Mm -hmm. his laws and and so um so pretty much um, after I got saved, um, I read Romans. Out of nowhere, I just opened out of all the books. I opened up Romans and started reading it. Yeah, I and, love Romans. Yeah, and I really feel like there was just this sacred, intimate moment um, for a long while um, that I wasn't allowed to go to any church except the Catholic Church. And so it was just me and Jesus and the Catholic Bible. And, you know, the Holy Spirit just just made Romans come alive. I just, I understood it when I read it. Isn't that the most exciting time in your walk with the Lord? When the Holy Spirit opens your eyes to the Word of God? You probably read it in your life before. 
But meh. But then, oh, I know, honey. I had one of those too. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because when you're, like, even as a believer, I mean, even now today, I mean, my faith has matured. Um, in a lot of ways, but there are times just in my sin or in my selfishness, when I'm reading the word, it's condemning or it's convicting, convicting, right? It's not condemning. No, it's no. convicting. Yes. And you're reading it and you're like, Oh, like I just need to put this down and walk away and distract mm-hmm. myself even more. Right. Uh-huh. But there again, when the Holy spirit, when you're just working with the Trinity and you open up the word, it is, it is the, the best love letter in the world. And you, and you know, this, this was literally written for me and me only. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. So I stumbled, you know, I, I just, I opened up Romans and I started reading it and it was Romans 615, which I don't have the Catholic Bible anymore. Um, Really crazy story, but I left it at Grandview Hospital. Somebody has my Catholic Bible. Well, that's okay. I'm sure God can use um, it. But um, Romans 6.15, real quick, this is the New Living Translation. Well, then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. And that just really ministered to my, my just everything. My mind was really being shaped differently. Mm. Um, it wasn't just a healing of my heart and my soul. It was a healing of my thinking, my worldly thinking. It was going to be renewed. It was the going to be is renewed. renewing your mind. Yes. Oh, he's patient with us. Oh, yeah. I don't... <laughs> oh. Yes. Yes, he's patient. Yes. And so just kind of reflecting on what's going on right now um, with just listening to the news and, you know, with Roe versus Wade, yes, the the land of the law says it's it's legal, it's good, it's okay, it's allowed. And you have a, a whole community of women that, um, that are encouraging you and, 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 and everything like that. And so you're, you're feeling when you're looking for that validation, you're getting it, you're yeah. getting it from the world. The world will give it to you. Yeah. And, you know, um, but we're not of this world. The Lord tells us that, right? That's right. That's right. And um, and, and so I just really feel like the, the the freedom that we have, even though it's it's a law of an American law, the freedom is in Christ. Which I mean, in a in an ideal world, is you just abstain from sex until marriage, right? Right. right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but the the freedom is in Christ. The freedom is in the forgiveness of that abortion. Yeah. And I no longer believe that it should be pro-choice. Yeah. That um, I am pro-life, and I'm pro-life across the board. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I have a husband that served in the Iraq war, you know, I believe the Iraqi life is just as valuable as an unborn life. I believe, you know, someone on death row is just as valuable as an unborn child. Mm -hmm. So when I say I'm pro-life, I'm, 
You're in. I'm in. I'm in for it. And um, so, you know, and I want to say that, you know, um, the, the... I, at least this is my opinion that the 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 founding fathers when they came here and when they made you know these laws they still had the judeo christian ethics yes yes you know yeah. i mean so even though that they you know had their own types of religion or their own types of worshiping mm-hmm. It was still under the umbrella of the ethics of uh, the Judeo-Christian ethic, and um, and and we're at a point where, um, you know, you you don't call it a Christmas party; you call it a winter party. Mm. Um, You're taking, you know, God out of this land, and um, and not just Christianity, but. I mean, there are places that they've removed the menorah, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want anything to do with it. Um, and um, I, I think we're in uncertain times right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're, you know, as Christians, American Christians, you know, now is not the time to be weak need and to be friends of the world. Nope. You know, um, this is a time where, you know, um, you know, the God's word says that, you know, a, a nation is strong, not by its might or by its army, but by its righteousness. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are in the middle of reaping what we've sowed, mm-hmm. you know, and we have taken God out of so much. Yeah, we have. And, um... We really have, Valerie, and I, I'm, I'm concerned about it, too. I mean, I've lived <laughs> eight generations here and have seen it go down. But as you know, it's an, you made an interesting observation uh, when you say the judo-Christian mm-hmm. ethic. See, that's what I was raised with. I thought that was Christianity. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, I don't know if this is, I can't, I don't understand God, I don't, but I have wondered... Is it possible that the Lord loves America so much? I believe he does. He died and the nations are his. Okay, that's another discussion. (laughs) However, could he be shaking us out, bringing us out of religion? Mm -hmm. And of which, because sometimes, you know, when when you, someone says, what are the five major religions of the world? You know, you can go down the line, Hindu, Muslim, and... Uh, you know, Christianity and Judaism is included, included in it. Christianity mm-hmm. is included as one of the five major religions of the world. And I was thinking about that once, and I said, oh, okay, it's a, it's a major religion of the world, but my Jesus isn't religious. <laughs> He's alive. He's resurrected. He's living in a body of people that have been totally been born again into a newness of life and have an eternal... A spirit put within them, breathe back into them, which is another discussion. And it's just, I'm wondering if God's just saying, you know what? I'm just going to get rid of religion in this country mm. because I, mm-hmm. it, it isn't me. It isn't me. I'm Jesus. Uh-huh. I am the glory of the whole earth. And I need my church to rise up and let me be my glory. Mm-hmm. I don't want you in religion, I want you in me. So I think maybe he might be doing something like that, where he, where he can really get a hold of us and 
and let his glory be expressed through us and mm-hmm. in a way and it's he and again i say to you he's incredibly patient mm-hmm. what do you think yeah. of that i i really agree i mean <clears throat> i mean he's a rebel rouser right I yeah mean, <laughs> He's, you know, he walked this earth saying, you know, he was born a Jew and yet he was shaking the Jewish leaders. There you go. You know, I mean, it's not. And that was a religion. And that was a religion. Exactly. You know, what? Under the law. Exactly. Exactly. Um, It it just, um, it just kind of blows my mind his, um, his grace. Oh. You know, it really makes us, um, it, well, at least it makes me um, just, I, I just, I'm in wonder. I'm yeah. in awe, you it know. Is. Yeah. It is, honey. His grace is something that that is so fabulous for me to understand. <laughs> I just know that one thing that I love about his grace is the enabling power of the Holy Spirit. That's how he's revealed it to me. Mm-hmm. Dottie, you would never be able to keep or do anything I've asked you to do if it wasn't for my enabling grace. You know, mm-hmm. that gives you a lot of confidence because your confidence is in him. It's not in you. Yes. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because apart from him, what can we do? <laughs> That's holy, righteous, and good. You know, we, we really have seen the light, right? Yes. So... So it's just really, really wonderful. So today, you have come from uh, abortionist, kind of really having justified by the world, mm-hmm. and then you were born again and came into saying, no, that is really God's image, mm-hmm. and that's murder. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't something that you concluded. It was something that was revealed by the very your own creator yourself. Mm-hmm. And out of that, you have come to really... Receive the love of the Holy Spirit for you, shed abroad in your heart, your newborn again heart, so you can give it out mm-hmm. and have yes. compassion on other women that are dealing with this condemnation, with this pain of suffering, of having an abortion, and and uh, you just know, mm-hmm. and you know the God who forgives, who heals, who takes you on, and mm-hmm. so. I have just been so blessed. Yes. Valerie, this has been a wonderful time. I've enjoyed the, our conversation, and especially on such a serious conversation, and, and it's been good, really, really good. Uh, Valerie, would you mind uh, closing in prayer for other hurting women? Absolutely. Okay. So, Father, just give me the words, because I don't know... What to say right now, Lord Jesus, just, um, just thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. Thank you for, um, uh, thank you that, um, your blood has covered, um, the sin of abortion, Lord. Um, thank you that you have shown us through your word that, um, you still love us and that you still, want to bring us back to you and reconcile, be reconciled with you, Lord Jesus. And I just pray for the healing of the women that have had abortions, Lord, that um, they stop today trying to fill it with uh, an American dream or um, anything, Lord, um, that the, the feeling of just 
trying to like just be better on their own, Lord. I just pray that they just come to a point of knowing that um, that it was a precious life and it was a life that um, you had given and you had created and um, and that they come to you. And I just thank you that you come in a loving way, in a tender way, in a non-judgmental way, Lord. Um, and I just pray for also the fathers that have been affected, um, that maybe they didn't want the abortion, but, uh, the partner did Lord, um, heal that grief, Lord Jesus. And I just, just thank you for life that all life is precious. Um, however, um, it was taken out Lord, whether by, um, any kind of violent act, war, abortion, um, any, kind of violent act lord just have mercy on us lord have mercy on our nation have mercy on our souls lord jesus thank you